are back with the Afterwatch. We're watching ReZero, Season 1, Episode 4, The Happy Roswell Mansion Family. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. That's right, and this is the start of the new arc. What? We've had that one storyline kind of uh, looping for the last couple episodes, and he finally completed that task. <laughs> yep, and then I, I hope to finally get answers on where where does a save spot, like how do save spots work? Like, I, I want to know all about mechanics here. Yeah, yeah, I think it starts to mix it up and, and we get, I don't know how many more answers we get right away, but it's definitely, they go through a bunch of different trials. So <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. tries out a bunch of things. Yeah, that's And uh, yeah, I actually uh, went back to the uh, light novel, the original like material just to see. And uh, the first light novel ends with last episode. So that's why they, I think, usually light novel material is three episodes long. That's why they always say, wait that first three episodes. Okay. You know, that's that anime rule, I guess. I didn't. Wait the first three. I didn't to... actually know that about light novels. That's I'm glad you told me because it explains the pacing. Like sometimes yeah. you watch an anime and it's so short and quick and you realize it's based on like four panel comic type stuff or mm -hmm. uh, a different format. And you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. It's makes it less jarring. So that's really cool. So basically every three episodes, I wonder if we could expect like a big thing. It's not always that. Sometimes there's four episodes, but it's usually that. Honestly, uh, this was kind of like four episodes because that first episode was so long, right? That's right. Anyway, before we get into it, I do have to remind you guys to subscribe if you haven't already. Um, give us some kind words over there on the Apple podcast or Audible. We always appreciate a great review. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, Shoot them our way, fictionalquestions at gmail.com. Okay, where do you want to start with this? I guess where he wakes up in bed. <laughs> yep, he wakes up in the new room, which is a great sight for, for him, him always. Yeah, and for us, just always seeing him on the street. Uh, always kind of wondering like... All in right, front of that shop. <laughs> yeah, oh man, can you imagine if just it was a huge long thing and every single time was the shop for like <laughs> months on end and he messes up and then it's like, whoop, back to the shop. yeah. But uh, yeah, he wakes up in a bed, looking up at a different ceiling, one he's never seen before. His wound is gone, so he figures that Amelia has healed him. It's nice to be able to say her name now. Yeah, instead of... Uh... Instead of just like Satella or That's that right. girl. That's right. <laughs> but uh, he wakes up. He's a little upset that no girl was waiting beside the bed, you know, that whole thing. That whole trope of someone waiting there, hoping he's going to wake up. And when he finally does, it's this welcoming smile or something. Yeah, he's, but, he's very much into uh, the, the saving mechanic. He's still so far a little bit fixated on these. Uh, I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's his worldview. It's the things he knows. He knows about anime and he knows about these stories. So he's trying mm -hmm. to make sense of the world. So I, I guess I should forgive him a little bit for expecting well, it to be a certain way because that's all he knows. It's also a game world to him, and he constantly talks about it in, the, in those terms. So in that, in that way, if you're playing a game and you woke up to a new cutscene, there should be someone there, you know? It's not always that you're on your own. Yeah, unless it's a game like he's playing, and it does not seem like a fun game. <laughs> no, no, and it just leads you to your own devices. Yeah, this is like, uh, this is pretty gruesome. Well, this episode actually isn't that bad so far. Um, he starts walking through this really rich looking mansion, this hallway that he suddenly realizes is looping because he starts seeing the same uh, what he sees the same portrait there on the wall. And so what he decides is with these looping things, it's 
kind of making him funneling him to one room in particular, which is a game mechanic. Yeah, I he thought took... this was really funny with. Um... Well, it's also smart. Yes, I like when sometimes I'm annoyed with the way he treats things like game mechanics. But in this case, I thought it was really clever. And it's like, oh, he's good at these type of looping puzzles, kind of like the old one in Zelda. There's the famous forest that you got to go a certain direction. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like it was it was a funny just bit that. Yeah, just a nod this. to old school gaming. Um, but he goes through a doorway and, uh, <laughs> we meet our first new character, I guess, of the episode. Uh, Beatrice is in there. It's a, it's a multi-purpose room that's serving as a library. <laughs> yeah. And I, I have a question. Would her uh -huh. character type be described as like a lolly type? Like the look, right? He does call her a lolly at one point. Yeah. I like that hairstyle. It's, it always reminds me, I don't know if you've ever seen the game Catherine, mm. um, it's by the persona people, but uh, there's one blonde girl named Catherine. She has that same kind of looping hair. The drills. Yeah, yeah. They look <laughs> like drills. It's, it's very anime, but yeah, I don't even know how that would look in real life. But yeah, I don't I don't know, because isn't a lolly like a dragon that's in the form of a young girl? Isn't oh. that the whole deal with a lolly? Oh, wow. I did not know that. I just thought it was when they look young like that. And I was like, oh, OK. I think that's what it's become like some weird i'm all i don't know and then forgive me if i use the wrong term to no, the, to the listeners <laughs> um but i don't like that style look because i've always put off a little like at first i was like oh what are they going to do with this character but i do like her because she's the castle defense or something and i'm like that's great that's that's really good yeah i think we find out later that she's just watching over the library she's some kind of magical entity Oh, okay. I, I, my first thought, like when he goes into that room, was like she. Def I, I'm guessing she was going to blink around and defend the whole castle. I, I wasn't sure if it was like a library only type situation, but uh... well, that's what they say later on that he's this really good magician, and those are his books, his magic books, and so she kind of watches over them, makes Got sure that no one enters or or does anything untoward towards them right got it i was hoping she'd maybe turn into a giant tower and do like tower defense for the castle later oh but... i don't know <laughs> uh you know we'll see we'll see <laughs> <laughs> yep but i just think she's great because i honestly she's so sassy and she's just always saying i suppose at the end of every sentence that it makes you know I wish I was so cool that I could get away with just always following up whatever I'm saying with, I suppose. It's like, like a little catchphrase, I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well. He kind of looks around and, and uh, she she reaches out and touches him and just zaps him, completely takes all of his mana. <laughs> I guess he mentions that, oh, she's not even human. And she admits to that. What yeah. does she say? It took you long enough, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> And then he wakes up again in that bed. Yeah, that was, I was weird. I was like, wait, did he just die? <laughs> well, I don't think so. I wasn't sure. Well, I don't think so. And we can talk about this as we keep going through mm -hmm. because he wakes up in the bed and it's different than last time. This time, remember that first time he made the, uh, you know, he pointed out that he was waking up on his own, but this time there are other people in the room. Right. And uh, he does at one point say, oh, man, I woke up again in this bed. He's still tired from having all his mana being drained. Mm -hmm. So he's like, maybe I just go back to bed for the third time. And you hear these voices that at first he thinks, are these voices in my head? What a deadbeat thing to say. And then what? Another thing. <laughs> Truly the words of a loser. <laughs> yeah. So the, the Beatrice is harsh. The 
voices he hears are harsh. This is this is like not a friendly castle right now. Well, no. But he looks up and he sees and these these what twins in maid outfits. One's got blue hair. One's got pink hair. Or is it red hair? It's like pink hair. Yeah, pinkish to me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, of course, is taken with this. He's just starts going on about maid outfits. It's the personification of elegance. Yeah, he is. He's very happy with the situation. This is what you mentioned that he wanted in the first one. He wanted to wake up, and this is probably exactly what he wanted to see. Maybe, but they uh, are kind of freaked out. Oh, one of the sisters says, "You're uh, repeatedly being violated in the mind of our guest." It's this kind of talk that's very, I don't know, off-putting. If I was waking up, <laughs> it wouldn't be the thing I would want to see. Like, these girls just, like, talking smack about you. Yeah, now you mentioned the way she worded that. I guess I should have considered... I mean, I, it came off as a joke, so I didn't give it much thought. Um, it just, but the, is it a fans, joke? Right. I was like, well, can they lead minds? I guess I should have considered that, given all the other crazy stuff that happens. Is it just like how earlier, what, a couple episodes ago, uh, Amelia was telling him to stop thinking pervy thoughts? Are they just immediately thinking he's going that direction? Yeah, could be like a running joke. A running gag. Yeah. Where they're kind of like tempering the expectations. Like, come on, that's not this show. (laughs) Even though it's these girls in maid outfits. But yeah, it's not this show. (laughs) This is when Amelia shows up and, of course... He, she even has some, uh, what, sassy talk to say, you know, telling him that he can't even wake up without causing a commotion. <laughs> but she's, what? what is she wearing? Something that he thinks is really cute. Whoever picked out that outfit gets it. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I thought it was a, maybe a nightgowny type thing instead of. No, because she's wearing it around the place. She's, oh. it's, I think it's, before we saw her in like almost a uh, princess regalia. And this is probably just like a summer dresser. I don't know what. Got it. Because it's not just pajamas because she's wearing the whole <laughs> like tights and everything, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Because uh, they go outside and she's still wearing the same thing. Yeah, right. she gives him a, a little bit of a leash, I think. A little bit of room uh, just because he's so weird and, you know, the tracksuit, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. But he did save her life. Yeah. So So that, uh, yeah, I guess there's some rewarding there. Um this is when we get the first nickname, Mealy. He starts calling her that. She allows it. Is that just something, just a quirk, one of his weird quirks that she'll give him? Yeah, I think that he's trying to attach, I don't know, maybe he's trying to yeah, I get further that. the situation into what he thinks it should be, right? Mm. It, she should be, I don't know, maybe this is reaching too far, but I wonder mm. if he thinks that he's trying to like uh, assert that oh well she's she's her main character they're supposed to be paired up so you know get a cute nickname together they're supposed to go run off into the sunset so it's maybe he's trying to you know set that up in his mind thinking like oh she's she's here for me it could be he has a little bit of that he should be careful (laughs) yeah we do see that puck has a nickname for her too leah so that's we get that later in the episode so there could be something to that some kind of i wouldn't say like uh, yeah, or Bruce like, being friendly, is, I guess. Mm, yeah, or maybe just showing affection. <laughs> I think it's more of affection. Yeah, she's just talking about how, you know, he barely knew her and he risked his life to protect her. So it's it's worth, you know, him staying around and staying around the mansion. And they start their new day. They walk around outside. He's doing warm up exercises, like all these calisthenics. So we, we get to see that he actually did kind of work out, I guess, right? That's how he can punch and kick and stuff. 
Yep. Yeah. He definitely mentioned it before and he's bringing a little bit of like his culture. So I mm-hmm. think that's kind of funny. He could always, he didn't mention it too many times, but early on in one of the first episodes, he's like, Oh, it's an Island off to the East. And they're like, there is no Island off to the East. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he even gets her to kind of go along with it. And at one point they're, you know, they got their arms up yelling victory. And that's when puck comes out and, uh, Puck wants to give him a reward for helping save, you know, he hadn't given him anything yet for helping save Amelia. And what is it that uh, Subaru wants? He just wants to be able to pet Puck whenever. <laughs> yep. He, oh, he, this one's a more questionable choice. It's it's cute. I think it's a cute bit. Uh, <laughs> questionable? Yeah. yeah well, questionable. I don't want to read too much into that. <laughs> oh, okay. I, don't, I wasn't going like... Uh, furry? In, in the, yeah, I wasn't going in a furry direction. I was going more in like every... Maybe it's just a, a problem on my end. I keep thinking like, oh, if, you know, if this is a game thing, he wants to min-max. He should ask for really good stuff. Um, right. So, so that was that's usually where my mind goes. It's like, what well, can you get out of it? But uh, Yeah, but, but I think cute. he's asking for the easy things because that's more endearing to these people maybe. Because yeah. especially of how they... Uh, react when he gives those answers and and they're generally i think he probably gets more out of it in the long run um, yeah. and it could just, I don't know. it could be his character too so i i right. agree i, agree. I think it, <laughs> right. i think it benefits him a lot because if he wasn't so you know did the thing with her name in the last mm-hmm. episode at the end and made her kind of laugh about it uh, i i don't think maybe they would have been more suspicious so i agree i think there is benefits to it well but he could just be genuinely you know nice like that and not really focusing on just oh i always have to min max he's like no i just want to do nice things i want to yeah be with this girl there's a part in this episode where he realizes he probably could have gone about the whole thing differently oh i like get there yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) um but another thing to you know if you're talking about them being suspicious puck doesn't feel any kind of malice in him so i guess he can kind of read the mind of subaru yeah at least least to a point right at least that or emotions or intent and it makes sense it's i I, you know it sounds good it's a some sort of spirit creature so magic seems normal um so it's definitely a good sign and i want i would imagine puck would tell amelia not like force her to believe the same thing she does but just give him clear guidance on uh you know puck saying yeah it's he's fine and he's done it before so i think it's Mm -hmm. like it's a good it's a good bit. Well, anyway, at this point, the Lord Roswell is home, so they all start going inside. He runs across Beatrice again, who calls him an imbecile. <laughs> but uh, that's when he calls her the lolly thing. And she's just like, I don't know what that word means, but it irritates me. <laughs> it probably irritates me, too. Yep. Uh, but she freaks out when seeing Puck and takes Puck away. I guess she really likes playing with the... So maybe Puck is just really cute. Maybe that's the deal. Yeah, like he's a cute little animal. And so everyone just wants to play with him. That's true. Or or at least this form. Yes. Well, definitely looks cute and fuzzy. I mean, you know, like a small cat or puppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one thing, though, that came to my mind now that you mention it. It seems to be drawn maybe like people that Puck like uh, Puck likes or mm-hmm. that like Puck and then they get along are kind of being told as a story mechanic, a story thing that like they are genuinely good people. So maybe this is a hint towards Beatrice, who we don't know a lot about. And even though she comes off a little Sundre-ish, you know, very, right. very annoyed and all that, but likes the cute, harmless animal. Not not harmless, I guess, because they can do a lot of damage. <laughs> but sure. But that idea of like, hey, this is just their their kind person. It, it's kind of like if you saw if you wanted to, without words, show who's the good guy and who's a bad guy. And if you have one person go and like be really nice to animals, you're like, that's the good one, obviously. Okay, yeah. So I wonder if it's kind of like, oh, you know, Beatrice seems she might be 
you know, kind-hearted, sort of like the way they're doing with Subaru. It's like, well, he actually doesn't seem to have malicious intent, just wants to pet the cute animal. Right, kind of the way that we saw when that first episode where Subaru was talking to the kid. We saw him help the kid, and so we it made him seem more appealing in that way. Yeah, and he's been consistent so far there, so I, I like that. So maybe this is a hint for Beatrice. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> they go into the main hallway and he, he see this guy and he's like, oh, I didn't know you guys hired clowns for these occasions. Oh, man, that was. <laughs> do, do you think they have clowns in their world? I don't know. Maybe I don't a, know if that if that joke landed. Maybe but... a je- maybe a jester. But oh, that's like but he is dressed a lot like Kefka. So like that kind of gives off that very evil vibe. Uh-huh. But oh. that's actually the Lord Roswell, yeah. Yeah. He's he's kind of a big deal, it seems like. He seems to mm-hmm. own all this stuff. <laughs> own all that stuff. So uh we'll you we'll probably see more, but at this point they're just having dinner and the dinner's actually been cooked by Rem, who's the one with the blue hair. <laughs> There's this great bit right here where he's like, Oh, it's the old one person's really one of the sisters is good at one thing, the other one's good at another thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, does she comment? Yeah, doesn't she comment right after? It's like, no, the one is good at everything, and the other one's not good at anything. (laughs) Well, well, it's just that okay. If she's good at cooking, then what is she? What is the sister good at? Cleaning or something? Yeah, Ram is good at cleaning. Oh, okay. So, and then Rem is not good at cleaning. No, she's actually better than her sister at cleaning. (laughs) But I guess Ram is just older, so she everything gets deferred to her even though rem is just really good at everything i don't know it's this weird dynamic there but it's pretty funny too yep yeah definitely there there's very interesting little thing i thought it was twins but i guess they do specifically mention like that one's older mm-hmm. but um, you know with twins it could even be like older by just a little bit it could be minutes that's fair anyway they start talking a little bit we get a little backstory on the country there lagunica and what's going on with them as far as that there's no king. What did you think of this stuff? I thought it, it tied in really well with probably whatever the insignia was about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives me like that Final Fantasy tactics feel or like the bigger story. It's like finally you had a very, um, you set the pace in the first arc, as you say, like you got the shop, you got kind of, oh, there's slums, there's other stuff mm-hmm. going on. And it's but, more like, oh, they're, but they're doing like whatever is relevant at the moment. And now it's like, mm-hmm. okay you've got a, a lot more going on and this really could span. It's basically if you jump into another country and you know nothing about their politics and suddenly like, oh no, this is a full-fledged world and country. Like there's stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was that was kind of cool to really start opening up. Like there's so much that we, we don't know. Yeah, so I guess there's a council that's uh, running everything and they're looking at picking a new leader and Amelia is actually a candidate. She's a candidate for the 42nd ruler of the land and that insignia is (laughs) what uh i guess qualifies her yes and then uh so that reminded me with reinhardt like why he really freaked out and just grabbed felt and it's like you gotta go he's like you stole this and then uh, i guess there was something about whether felt like why felt was able to grab it and take it and touch it Um, yeah and then I, i imagined it was um i wonder if he took it so he can influence the choice or I think you had maybe mentioned briefly, like, is felt one of the people in line somehow? Because well, that's why that. he had been asking, like, who her parents were, uh, something along that line. Like, yeah, it could be like a lost princess. Who is who actually is she? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and I have a note I thought was funny. It was uh, so the insignia, like, are they like Thor's hammer? Like, only the the chosen of the right bloodline can, can grab them. So yeah, maybe that's why felt did it. Um, maybe in some way. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. That's a good, that's a good grab. Uh, and then uh, I, I want to circle back to Amelia in this case, because she's in line, like you said, which is super important. Like that's a big deal. This is, she, mm-hmm. she's not just running around. It makes sense why she really needed to get the insignia back. But after mm-hmm. that, it's like, well, it's kind of like uh, Jasmine running around in Aladdin, right? Like you, you have the princess. It's a big deal uh, mm-hmm. in the slums. But right. uh, I wonder if she, part of why she's doing so much good is that she wants to be a good leader. So it gives a little bit more motivation to be like, why is she doing these things? Why is she stop, even though she has an important task to help the, the child? Why does she stop? And even though she keeps saying like, oh, I only helped you because it helps me. It's like, yeah, mm. I, I guess that's that's true. She, she mentions that a lot, but she keeps going out of her way to help people. Like, I wonder if she's just kind of ramping up to she wants to be a leader. Maybe. I think we see more of her interaction with uh, people outside the mansion later on. And so uh, we might circle back on that, but I think there's more to it. Okay. Um, Sounds good. But uh, yeah, so they go over, I guess everyone's ready to give Subaru rewards for helping. And his reward from them right now is please hire me to work here. <laughs> is what? I, I thought that was, yeah, that was pretty funny, but that was exactly the moment we, we just talked about where it was like, oh, he could have, I wonder if he could have asked for so much more. It is, right. it is in the right lines though. Cause my, my thoughts are like, okay, you're in a strange world. You have mm-hmm. nothing, you have no jobs. Be really great to get in with this clearly powerful family. That's got a castle and everything. So at least he doesn't end up in the slums. Uh, so this is one way to do it, I guess. But I, I thought it was really funny when it's like, oh, he could have asked for more, not, you know, stay there for free or something. Yeah. I think that everyone's expecting him. Do you think that's why they keep up? No, I guess it's just going through like everyone who's involved wants to, repay him for what he did so he's just asking for the smallest amount or what he thinks is i don't know what do you think do you think it's what he thinks he deserves or is he just looking at the here and now he's not looking at the bigger picture that's a good question um i like both parts of that the is it what he thinks he deserves that's pretty i don't think well worded because it's like he does see himself as a hero right as a protagonist so he kind of feels i don't know i feel like he goes back and forth he knows that he's not super strong or super magical but he keeps going out there and thinking that i have a place a big place or or a place Mm -hmm. that can affect things um but i I don't think he's like devaluing it i think there it's maybe something no at one point what last episode he talked about unequal compensation all the times that he's died just to get to that moment (laughs) But at some point, maybe it's just like uh, him being a, a shut in or whatever you want to call it uh, throughout his whole life, not really dealing with a lot of people. He doesn't know his place in society, let alone his place in this new world. So he really doesn't want to ask for too much and immediately get thrown out, you know? Yeah, it's like if he, they offered him a blank check and then he just kept adding zeros and then he's like looking up sweating like, do, do, do I put another one? <laughs> do I do? And yeah. then they, they kind of put it and they're like, they're like nodding and then he starts to draw another one and they, they kind of shake their head and he's like, oh, okay. So maybe <laughs> he, he doesn't know the, the extents because I agree. I think oh. it would look really bad because he's like, oh, I want to be able to like teach me magic and get let me into your library. A guy might be uh, quite mad about that if it's a big deal and a very secretive to him. Um, right. And if he asks, like, I need Amelia's hand in marriage, like that would be a big ask because he's not royalty there. He has no idea how this world works. Right. These are I don't know. Yeah. And remember how just saying the wrong thing that one episode just changed everything when he was at the loot house and he just mentioned, oh, I just want to give this back to its owner. And it costs everyone their lives. Yeah, That's true. So it's he's probably like really really watching what he says and asks for. (laughs) 
yeah, I definitely think he thinks it's reasonable. And I do think it's definitely part of his character um, of he just wants a place. He wants to belong. He wants a place. He kind of wants to earn his keep, it sounds like. Like, why else would you do it that way instead of asking for free or something like that? Yeah. So anyway, they start fitting him for clothes. None of the clothes that they have fit, probably because they don't really have any young guys over there it's like either bigger guys that they probably had in the past or the girl clothes that they even mentioned he could probably fit in but <laughs> they don't go there it would be pretty funny if um they put him in the girl clothes and then no, this is they were put him in the maid's outfit sorry uh oh. and they just say this is standard um this is the just to mess with them right tell them like this is the the standard what's it called like um this is the uniform. This is the work yeah. uniform for oh anybody doing this job. So this is what you got to wear. Uh, I, I, it could have done something like that. A little goofy. Uh, I like that uh, Rom already has a nickname for him. It's Barasu. <laughs> it's kind of like twisting his name around, I guess. Hmm. What does he say? He turned his name into a blinding curse. <laughs> There's a lot more to do with names now that you brought each one up. <laughs> it's like nicknames. Um... Yeah, but why is she... Because there's not really a connection between them, especially at this point. So it's almost like the name where he's using names to or people we see Puck and him having these nicknames kind of like connecting people. Uh, why is she doing this? It's almost like it's more asserting like... dominance or, or like just showing that <laughs> she can play the game in a different way, like maybe smacking him around a little bit. Yeah, by... maybe she actually doesn't like him or care because they have no uh, ram and rem have no history with him so they don't no. know like amelia what? does they're like yeah this guy did something nice but they weren't there so no. they might be much more uh defensive and maybe they're just calling maybe it's like a way to kind of like calling people a newbie or scrub <laughs> maybe anyway so uh of course rem who does everything is taking his measurements he actually uh brings up that he can we see him sewing later on he sews his own pants yeah, he seems to be pretty good at it. He says he picked it up since he lived, uh, you know, alone and just had to take care of what he had. He was pretty good at it. Mm -hmm. I guess we see that later on. Uh, but at this point, after taking the measurements, he goes on the tour with Rom. But as they're going on the tour, uh, he opens a door thinking it's like the bathroom or something. And it's Beatrice again. So he finds out that because there's some kind what is it? What do they call it? The door crossing where any door can lead to her and it's never the same door twice but when he goes back he gets kicked out of that room he goes back and then it is the bathroom or whatever mm -hmm. then he realizes he just goes back to the first door when he got there originally and she's right there that kind of makes her upset a little bit yeah she does not seem happy it, it kind of seems like well this is her one of her big magical defenses and it keeps it secret and he's just barging in whatever he wants yeah, it is kind of funny, but since he picked it out the first time, does that mean he can just find it whenever or does it move? I, I think it moves. Um, uh -huh. Or maybe because it maybe it moves around, but once he finds it, it resets to that first room. Hmm. If that first know. maybe if that first room is always in that weird hallway, it would make sense because that way, like even if you knew it was in that hallway, if you don't know how to navigate it, uh, you still won't find it. But he's able to do that. Mm -hmm. I thought it kind of was just like teleporting all over the place, but yours makes more sense that he just kind of. Ghost... I think it does teleport all over the place, though. Right. I think it's just when it resets it, it starts there again before it like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that would make more sense why you can find it, because otherwise he would need to have a <laughs> feeling of. Uh... So, yeah, yeah, he's using the force or something to figure it right. out. Right. He can see its chakra. <laughs> 
Yeah, no. It's I think it's just funny though because she uh she's obviously thinks it's it's pretty cool that she can't be found and then is immediately found. It's at this point where Rom keeps taking him on the tour and they do this thing. It's kind of funny actually. Very fourth wall where it's almost like the show starts uh fast forwarding on its own while they're running through all the chores. Yeah, it I was almost like is this more than one day? <laughs> no, but it's he's still doing that he's doing a day. lot of stuff. Yeah, but uh, this is when we see him. He tries on the jacket that Rem's Rem's done for him. Uh, He starts sewing the pants. Uh, He's good at that, but he's not so good with a knife. We see him trying to, like, cook and, and peel vegetables and stuff. They what they say he they pity the farmer who grew the vegetables he's working with. Oh, that was really that was a really good uh diss at him. Yeah. Um he definitely seems to have sustained himself on ramen, given that like that's what he got at the store and that's what he had when he came to this world. So it, it's funny to tie back to, well, he can't cook, he just makes ramen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, we see, you know, different, there's like a montage of him hurting himself over and over while he's doing chores. And I guess this lasts five days and what there's a moment, like a cutaway to Roswell talking with Rom about him and how nothing's happened in the last five days of him being there. So does this mean he's not a spy? And, uh, there's some things that they say here and I don't know if we know enough, but they talk about how. Maybe it's be wise to interfere with how things are going and that, you know, they're only children, so nothing's going to happen. Hmm. What do you think that means? Because they're watching out the window. They're watching Subaru and Amelia out on the lawn, the front lawn, I guess. It's this really fun episode, but then they have these moments of like mystery, like what's going on here? Yeah, it definitely had that, a lot of lighthearted, like, oh, cool, it's a new castle, new job. Things seem to be working out, but then definitely a uh, like, does it though (laughs) well i don't know it seems to be working out when we cut to uh him out there with amelia on the lawn they're kind of looking up at the stars and uh uh well first she's doing that glowing thing that she does all the little spirits are around her yeah i wonder if that's a um, some sort of mana thing it probably is and um they talk about oh i guess this might be part of what he what they're talking about how he's lacking him in ambition it's almost like he just thinks about that moment and what he needs then. Oh, yes. Something like, uh, I think he says something like he wants what he wants in that moment. And that's how, yeah. how he describes it. And I, I like that as a character flaw, right? So, it is a character flaw, yeah, right? And it, but it's a good one because it like gets him into trouble, but it stays consistent with his character. So he's like a good person. He's just like he impulsively trying to do the good thing, which uh, right. he doesn't think ahead. So it, it's really cool that it could be it could lead to bad things or it could lead to good things. Uh, but, but that almost explains the whole thing we were trying to puzzle through earlier with why he's just asking for the, the easiest things. It's just like, oh, what what hit him at that moment? Because right now she even says you could have just been a guest here instead of worked. <laughs> yeah. You know? And doesn't he, he mention um, he didn't want to cheat the guy. Uh, the Lord Roswell. Yeah, Lord Roswell. Uh, he doesn't want to cheat him out of a fortune, I think he said. So we would feel bad about it. Oh, like just taking advantage of his kindness and just living there off and living off of the money and whatever. Yeah. Or just not doing anything to earn his keep. Right. So he definitely has, has that um, going again. It's impulsive. um, Mm -hmm. But there is a little bit of what you're saying there because he talks about his bandages are proof of the effort that he's putting into this, Mm -hmm. like playthrough, I guess you would call it. Right. I like, I still like that. He's 
trying to find his place. He's stumbling around, uh-huh. but he's he's trying to find his place. He has his values. They might not match up, you know, with the reality of this world. And I think more and more as the bigger picture stuff starts to unfold, I think he's going to get a little bit more into trouble, especially if he remains impulsive with these kind of, which again, it's more, it's very interesting to watch because he really wants to do those things in the moment, do what's right, you know, chase after the thief into the slums and save the girl. But uh, when the, start dealing with uh, who's going to inherit the kingdom and and starting to get involved in all of those sorts of things seems like it's going to be uh, detrimental to him but interesting yeah i um this is when he decides that he wants to go on a date i guess with amelia he wants to take her into town she does agree to it though after he's done with all of his chores but it's going to happen the next day right so he's all excited about that before going to bed, he goes in, he says hello to Beatrice really quick. She force pushes him out of the room, <laughs> you know, and then uh, he goes to bed. He's counting pucks. So he seems really excited. He has a nice talk with Amelia out there. He's looking forward to their quote unquote date the next day. And he wakes up ready to go on the date. And suddenly it's the same day again. <laughs> it's the girls uh, that, you know, Rem and Rom. Uh, looking freaked out again our guest is acting strange yeah. and he sees he looks at his hands and sees the bandages are all gone and so he's starting over again and that's how it ends yeah i really like this ending because it has that sense of like did he did he really die like <laughs> well he didn't wow. die he just went to sleep right but the, we we know like as an audience that like whenever he resets if that's what he did because he doesn't have his scars anymore although mm-hmm. i guess he could have been healed that's that's true but um I think I was like, well, did did he die? Like what happens? And then like, does he have, and then since they were in his bed, Mm -hmm. if they're acting like they haven't seen him, I was Mm -hmm. thinking how many days did he go back? Cause like you said before, there was like five days where he didn't. Yeah, it was five days. Right. So now it's like, oh, now it got me thinking to what you mentioned before, which I didn't think it was, I was hesitant to think like, oh, that he has a purpose or that he needs to do certain checkpoints or certain criteria like you were saying i was like no no no. it's probably just like if he makes it through the day or whatever and whatever happens happens i was i was kind of against it but now it's like wait but what happened did did he reset did he did not get it done because i I don't know yeah it looks like it reset and it had nothing he didn't die so it's it's almost like the time ran out like whatever he was supposed to get done in those five days didn't happen so it just reset yeah and again sad because things were going pretty well he got a place to live he has some work and training he can do so he'll be able to survive he'll be close to amelia who also happens to be some sort of mm-hmm. uh, royalty <laughs> so yeah it, it he had going a pretty, pretty well. good playthrough i guess if we keep talking you right. know calling it by game terms yeah i don't know if i would good. Save, yeah i don't know if i'd save scum that one i'd be like okay i got the date you know i got the got the job yeah maybe if you if you had to redo it you could ask for a little more but that's this part seemed to work out so he's happy with it so like okay yeah so it's kind of a bummer and a shock because usually he's been returning by death yes so anyway we'll see what happens next time but until then our watch has ended i've been tim i'm brian all right take care guys at all.